Welcome to episode 182 of the Two on Three podcast, where two of your friends take on three topics in 30 minutes. I'm Ty. I'm going to stop doing that now. And you can find me muting non-followers who overreact in my mentions at S-E-A-T-J-K. And with me, as always, is Chris. Where can we find brand? Where can we find brands drafting off your dad joke prowess, Chris? <laughs> you can find me at CD Villasenor, and uh, you know the folks. Apparently, you 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 notice the folks at Laffy Taffy were promoting <laughs> dad jokes on my on my uh, on my page. Well, so that's how the sausage gets made, right? I, I go to write the introduction, and I have sort of a similar patter that i do every time and part of that is to look at your profile and see what you've been tweeting about so i offer sort of an obtuse preview of your twitter feed as i introduce you on the show mm-hmm. and uh, today when i went to uh, go look for something the very first thing was a promoted tweet from laffy taffy asking uh about which dad joke we preferred dude i love me some laffy taffy i do i like banana banana and, and, and banana is the greatest of the chemical flavors Okay. Like the chemical fruit flavors. Mm. I like I like banana. I like cherry. I like um I like um you know, I like grape sometimes. Mm-hmm. But like the the artificial chemical flavor of banana is like my favorite. Really? Yeah, I just love it. I can't I couldn't disagree with you more. <laughs> what? I find banana flavored candy to be just foul. Absolutely. It, it obviously un- doesn't inedible. taste like bananas. Oh, it tastes but like it, banana candy. It's yeah, like it tastes gr- like banana grape flavor. Tastes like purple. Right. It tastes, it tastes like grapes. Right. There's this place, and I'm looking forward to it because I'm heading out of town next week. Preview for the fact that I won't be here next week. But there's this place in Girard, Illinois called the Whirl Whip where they have 30 plus flavors of uh, soft serve. And I'm all about large banana cone. Give me that, give me that chemical banana soft serve, baby. I am in 100%. No, thank you. Mm-hmm. And with all Laffy right. Taffy. All right. Well, I guess they're in the right place then on your feet. <laughs> they definitely are. Well, we've got a great show for you this week. In segment one, there's a new theme bar opening in Seattle, and we're going to bring you up to speed on that and also daydream about our own thematic draft houses. In segment number two, we're going to share some examples of why you should never text your ex. And finally, in segment three, the English language is ever evolving. So we're going to break down some of the words and phrases that have changed in our lifetimes. Beyond the buzzer, it's back to the stupidest things ever said. Before we head to the OT to examine some advice for conflict resolution. Interact with the show on Twitter at 2on3pod or hit us up via email at, at 2on3pod.com. You know how much we love to hear from you. But before we get to that, I have Chris, I have to ask you, have you ever been in a job interview for a job you realize that you're just not interested in? Absolutely. For sure. Yeah. And Elaborate. <laughs> well... <laughs> Not lately. I haven't been interviewing lately, but no, but the uh, but there were times where I was looking for jobs, and you've got a couple of irons in the fire, and comparatively. Maybe one of those jobs just does not is you know it's not going to happen. You don't you wouldn't want it. Like you figured out, hey, there's a little more in the world, and this particular this particular conversation that you're having with with. Um, a certain you know company or whatever you realize the position's not right maybe the company's not right for you and you just need to you just need to pull the eject i don't like to waste people's time i don't want to i don't want them to waste my time and that's just mm-hmm. how i approach it right? yeah it's like so without without elaborating too much um the reason i ask you of course is because as you mentioned I, I'm, i've been doing some listening i'm not 
not looking, mm-hmm. but people reach out and it's like, hey, yeah, I'm, I'm interested to, you know, tell me, tell me what you have. Right. Show me your wares. Right. <laughs> right. right. If someone reaches out to me, I'm always willing to have a conversation. I'm always Absolutely. interested in what people are doing or what companies are up to. Or what it's they nice need. to feel in demand. Sure. And like with, with many corporate type jobs, there's a certain alchemy that exists, right? There's a need for a kind of culture that suits your personality. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, this probably sounds extremely privileged, but when you're in a position of having a job, you have you have the ability to be much more picky, right? And you, you, get to, you, you get to you get to negotiate from a, a position of strength, right? You, and so it's it's a bit like like dating in that you're, you're you know if you're seeing somebody but you know it's not serious. <laughs> like auditing, auditing, like oh, yeah. What's yeah. this like? Yeah, let's go have dinner, and then it's like, yeah, you know, I'm, no, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna. We're not gonna. Let's not do this again. <laughs> this is not, this is not an upgrade, and, and you know, and that's the thing. And and as you get farther along in your career, you get to be you. You get to know. You've known what you know, you've tried on a lot of different things, and now you mm-hmm. know kind of. Hey, you can spot the red flags as you go, and maybe a company who's you've been talking to. That, that, you know, there's a red flag or you just know, you know, this isn't going to work out yet. Yeah, and to your point, I don't like to waste people's time. I don't want to waste my time. So, um, yeah, there's a lot of times where I've just had to say, you know, I appreciate the conversation, but, you know, I'm not really interested. Yeah. I mean, I, I, to, to, to sort of wrap it up, the way I would characterize this experience was a bit like if you had worked as a ditch digger for a number of years and then got to the point where you got to, you very rarely had to do any actual digging, but you did a lot of the planning for the, where the ditches were going to go. Mm-hmm. And this job had just a little too much ditch digging for me. Yeah, no, I completely understand that. I mean, that's I mean, but you've I f- no one wants to no one wants to go backward in their career in that way. Like, it's I'm, not I'm, even like it's not even backward. It's just there's a specific aspect to it. Like, I, I the ditch digging metaphor is probably not great for as, as but I'm trying to be mm-hmm. extremely obtuse and also nuanced about the way I'm describing it. Right, but. Essentially, there's just a certain aspect of like who the primary work product would be for mm-hmm. that I just wasn't. I'm, I'm just, you know what? I'm, I'd rather not. Yeah. <laughs> and, so, and I basically said that in the interview. I was like, you know, I just I, I listened to this. Sounds actually really like a great opportunity. Your company seems really cool. Um, but I, I think I could do the job what you're, what you're as you're describing it and do it well. But I don't think that I. Right. want to and that's fair and that's absolutely that's a hundred percent fair i mean i mean just because you talk to somebody doesn't mean you have to take the job they offer you i mean that's just i mean even if you didn't have a oh, job even if you didn't have a job you might take a pass right i mean right. just depending upon who you are or where probably you are not. probably not <laughs> depending on listen how long have i not have a job right. in this scenario <laughs> but yes i mean sometimes yes there have been times where i took a job because i needed a job right but but and I never had a problem with that, but then I also never had a problem moving on when I found a better opportunity for myself either. So, yeah, it's a weird time to be doing that though, too. There's a lot of uncertainty, more uncertainty than I think I've ever dealt with just from purely from a, you know, devil, you know, versus the devil you don't. Right. Sure. That's definitely, that weighs heavier on my mind. <laughs> this, this go around in any sort of, you know, career kind of auditory uh, auditioning rather mm-hmm. experience. Yeah. Um, but having, having conversations about, jobs and companies and stuff is actually a good exercise to do every so often anyway mm-hmm. you know For you sure. want to have them and you know like i said it's it, you don't want to lead people on you don't you just want to you know you just want to have a conversation hey what are you looking for that's interesting what do you do you know what's you know and there are times when i've had those conversations where i've like 
said, Hey, have you ever considered this? Like, I mean, like go into consulting mode and just say, Hey, have you ever thought about this position and how it does this and should maybe should do this? Like, you know, just those, those kind of conversations are kind of fun actually. But that was definitely sort of what I was leading to. I was like, can, uh, this, this aspect of the job you described, can you elaborate? And it's like, well, I think that's only a small part. And I'm like, okay, well, that's the part I want to do. So, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you get to interview them as much as they're interviewing you, right? I, I always tell people that all the time. Like, hey, I mean, you know, you want to make sure that they're the right fit for you just as much as, you know, you know vice versa. Absolutely. Like, I want, I would, you know, you don't want to hire somebody who doesn't want to be there, right? No, you want somebody sure. who's passionate and excited about the opportunity. Yeah. It just wasn't a good fit. It was just a weird feeling like 30 minutes into an hour interview going no we're thanks for talking to me but <laughs> yeah, we're good i'm gonna let you go <laughs> give him the vegas dealer like clap your hands all right here we go that's it yeah, appreciate it appreciate the learning opportunity yeah bye I'll talk to you again <laughs> bye let's go to segment number one you're a wizard harry all right in seattle they're opening up uh a wizard bar, right? <laughs> Are we shocked by this in any way, shape, or form? Of course not. It's called the Splintered Wand. It's in Ballard. Um, and obviously, it's they've been dialing it in for a while, right? Because I don't think these places... you know, I think with limited business opportunity, given the pandemic, you're probably waiting for your grand opening until you felt like you could mm-hmm. get people in there. Um, anyway, the guy that owns it goes by Jeffrey Thaddeus Constantine Balch. <laughs> I mean, he's okay. Here's let me let me just jump right in here and just say if you are opening up a wizard theme bar, you got to go all the way. You cannot, you cannot, you cannot half ass this. Like, no one wants to go to the half ass wizards theme bar. But you do, really, <laughs> you need the, do we need the do we need the passed out skeleton on the bar? <laughs> we need, like, on in the bar stool? We need, we need an owner with a really ridiculous name. Oh, well, we got it. Yeah, yeah. It's important. So would you would you go to the wizard bar? Let's so so let's paint a picture really quickly for our listeners. So in the wizard bar, we've got I, man. I just it looks like Harry Potter. We, you know, it's like we've got a skeleton, like I said, passed out of the bar. There's a giant dragon's head mounted behind the main bar. There's you know sort of medieval flagging and tapestries. There's a see the tapestries. There's a horn powered by a bellows. Yeah, it's like a giant yeah. dragon skeleton. Yes, like hanging from the ceiling. Yeah. There is, uh, um, there's like a, some sort of a, I don't know what you would call this. It's, it's, it's a, uh, it's a hookah, but for liquor. <laughs> like it all, it's all goes in a jar. And there's like four spouts that come off. Of right. It, right. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. You know, I'm going to, first of all, I'm going to say that I used to work in this building. It used to be Ballard Computer. <laughs> this specific yes, building? Yes, this exact building, Ballard and 20th. <laughs> like this, it, it, I used to work in that building 30 years ago any spirits um <laughs> there might be some spirits there but it's um it's again i don't i don't begrudge people their desire right. to go to the wizard right. bar but if you go to the wizard bar you better put on a goddamn robe you better like you better show up in in costume you better cosplay this i mean aye, aye. why wouldn't you like i don't know why you would go to the wizard's bar without See, I don't want to hang out with people who are cosplaying wizards. Well, that's just the point okay. I was going to make, which is that <laughs> but, I, I'm intri- I'm actually intrigued by the idea of like more themed bars. Okay. Like, I like a bar with a good theme. You like, do? it's better than just like a dirty hole with a bunch of neon signs. <laughs> I like I like dirty hole bar where the waitress has fresh stitches. 
This is this is, this is this is that's the kind of place I want to go. Well, like who doesn't like a tiki bar? <laughs> tiki, right? Or who doesn't like a good Mexican bar? Oh, well, right. This is like a, a vacation vibe. This is a, just a different kind. Yeah, of but vacation. I don't have to like put on a sombrero to go to the the the. the... Well, you don't have to dress <laughs> yeah. up like a wizard. Yes, either. you do. If well, I think so, I think when when someone takes the theme to like the nth degree, like they're doing here at the Splintered Wand. Uh huh. I feel like an. I feel like you have to dress up. Like you, uh, your staff's going to dress where's up. The, where's the Where's the line for you then? Because like if I go to the bathtub and gin, which is ostensibly a speakeasy with a unlabeled door and an alley. Yeah. And it only you know do my wife suit? and I have to wear right and like a flapper dress. Like is that that would be awesome? <laughs> yeah, but you don't do yeah, it. I don't know. Yeah, I, this is different. This is this feels like a costume party to me. Like because you know because everyone's going to be you know, the staff's going to be dressed up right. I mean, well, not, I mean, if the guy is going by this, he could. Just, if if the guy was just a regular name guy, then I would say maybe it could. Yeah, be Yeah, I mean, it. yeah. It, I mean, the bartender's not going to be wearing a Nirvana T-shirt and some jeans. Is what I'm telling you. This is not. I mean, it's a theme restaurant. Well, theme. I, really, because I mean, you better hire a good bartender. <laughs> I, you think there's a lot of Harry Potter crossover bartending crossover? I don't know. I do, these, these days, kind of, these kind of places scare me. I I don't I don't want to go I don't want to go to the wizard bar I'm sorry I just it doesn't I mean I'm I'm a little bit past it I might you know I might go on Halloween it may be a fun sure. place to go on you, Halloween you will not get in you can't you will not no, be able to you get can't in. get in you can't even get in like Kells on Halloween <laughs> you're not getting into the wizard bar yeah. so I agree with you I mean I think that that look I I like Harry Potter I grew I read it all of sure. it more than yeah. once so did I I've seen all the movies mm-hmm. I've shared them with my children. But the Harry Potter adults, it's a, it's a bit much for me. And this, look, I have a, a, a Star Wars sticker on my car, so I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> my, my, my water bottle's got a big Darth Vader on it. My, my other water bottle's got two different Marvel logos on sure. it. Sure. Um, but for the record, I don't think I'd want to go to the Marvel or the Star Wars bar either. Right. Unless I was at a theme park. Right. Oh, you sure? Then I definitely want to yeah. go. If I'm a if I'm at a Disney property and and the Star Wars Cantina is there, I'm gonna go to the Star Wars Cantina for sure. Right. And but right. So if you sorry, go ahead. But if I live if I live two blocks from the if I lived like walking distance to the Splinter Splintered Wand, would I go there? I'm not sure. See, now you have created you have actually outlined the other situation where I would go. Uh huh. Because if I was if I lived close by. Uh-huh. I would absolutely establish myself as a regular at this weirdo place <laughs> so that I always had a seat because the people watching would be incredible. You think so? Yes. Like as a younger person, if I lived lived nearby. Yeah. I don't. Maybe as an maybe also as an old man whose family is you know left. <laughs> creepy old man He's just going to yeah, hang yeah. out at the bar at the at the splintered wand. You have the white hair, <laughs> right? Long white you're hair. You're on the way beard. to wizard hair already. You're on the way sure, to Hagrid I'm, hair. <laughs> you're like you're about another. That was another part of my interview. I had to like, I just had long hair. <laughs> you're like the, you're like a year away from Hagrid hair. But thanks, thanks. But thanks. the, I don't know. I just, I don't. know. Maybe I'm just over it. I just, I don't want to go to the bar anyway. Generally, I just want to go to because okay. I just want to go to a quiet place and have a have a a well made, you know, well made, old fashioned and just you know yeah. maybe one or two. And you know, get out of there for like forty five bucks or <laughs> for two drinks, and then and then, right. you're, and then you're, so, then you're on your way home. 
then what's what's the Chris Villas in your theme bar? It's like if you could open a bar, if you had, you know, cost is no option. Like I want to open a cool place for my me and my buddies to hang out. What is it? What what's happening there? Geez, it's probably it, it's either what's the what's the what's the putt putt bar in 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 uh, I forget what it's called, but I know yeah, what you're the putt putt bar in yeah. is is pretty cool. I mean, it gives you some. Yeah, it's not it gives bad. you something to do. You know, I agree. Um, you know, golf sim bar. I mean, that just seems very. I mean, it just seems very straightforward. I mean, it doesn't seem like it's it's a big deal. Like, you know, it's not axe throwing, but you know, it's you know, it's it's half a dozen golf simulators and a, you know, and at a bar. But are you, is it a regular bar? Are you like in it? Like, can we can we theme it like yeah, golf? Can we like sure really like get yeah. the like dial up the turf situation? Yes, and, and exactly. The, the bartenders have to wear like golf they have attire. Have to wear like plus fours. <laughs> they have to dress like <laughs> they have to dress like Payne Stewart. Yes. Yes. For sure. Like if I yeah exactly and you know golf would be playing and you know there'd be a, like a putting area and a just you know places where you could put your put your beer like little tables out in the middle of the putting area where you could just hang around mm-hmm. and just. Do whatever. So a top golf lounge. Top golf, yeah, it's basically <laughs> top golf, but it's closer, right? They're opening a top golf yeah. in Renton. I know, I know. So that'll be very inconvenient. It's for me. very convenient for me. So we'll see how often Good I hang you. out there. But, but I don't know. That seems like a that seems like too easy a that seems like too easy a thing, right? If if I don't really, I'm trying to think about like what kind of other interests. You know, you don't want to have like a handgun bar. <laughs> I'm sure there are people that would love to have a handgun. So bar. here's the thing. So, you know, shooting rats at the dump was a thing. <laughs> Spotlighting rats at the dump and shooting them, right? Uh-huh. So I would like to open, like, go out in the country and have like a dump, and then we just seed it with rats, and then we just have like you could just bring your car in, like back in. You buy ammo from us. And you know you have some beers and you shoot rats at the dump with a twenty-two, with a twenty-two rifle. You just spotlight them. You get a spotlight and a twenty-two, and you just you know you drink beer and you sit on the a tailgate of a, a truck and you shoot rats at the dump. You're gonna have to like put the gun in some sort of a contraption so that it can't like be actually handled. Like you have control while you're holding it, but it's like. There's something on it, right? That's like you can't, I can't turn like, it. Like I it's chained I can't to the ground. Shoot it at other people. Like you can't. Right. You can only shoot within like a twenty foot, like like a twenty foot yes. radius. I mean, you know, if you think about like the dirt bag, like the dirt bag things of your youth, like you know, it'd be great. Yeah. It'd be like um, you build a bar on the side of like a creek, and and all the okay. tables are just actually backed up pickup trucks, and you just sit on the tailgate. And the waitress comes by and gives you beer, and all you do is you sit by the creek, and you like throw rocks in the creek. <laughs> That's a good. How about you? What, what what are you thinking about? I like this outdoors bar. Like, can we do outdoors indoors? Like, we get a warehouse, yeah. Build a fake creek and stock it with fish, and you can, like fish yeah, there. Well, yeah, well, <laughs> yeah. sitting there. <laughs> yeah, no, but you know, it's just nice to be like sitting under a tree with the with the with the you know with the creek kind of going by. And you know yeah. you just you just like pick up some rocks and you just toss them in the creek and drink beer and just chat. That would be nice. I don't yeah, hate it. That's like that's that's my thought. Yeah, <laughs> all the tables are just basically pickup trucks that are backed up to the creek with the tailgates down. That's it. I like it. Sounds fun. All right, let's go to segment two. 
In segment two, um, you may have seen the news lately, if you keep up with this sort of thing, that, that Steph Curry's father and mother are divorcing. Uh, Dell, who used to play for the Charlotte Hornets, most famously, among other teams back in the day, uh, is... is I'm, I'm unclear on exactly who's filed for divorce. <laughs> it seems like it may be um, Steph's mom, Sonia. Now, I only tell you all of this um, because it, it's it's being reported as she's filing from, for, for divorce from him, but he's saying that she has been cheating on him for an extended period of time and secretly living with her boyfriend behind his back. Uh, I mean, we're... And her resp- yeah, well, hang on. So, where are you at that you like your your wife can live with her boyfriend? Like, what part of your life? I mean, I mean, who knows how happy their marriage is? Maybe they just spend a lot of nights apart. I don't know. It's like I'm gonna go hang out at wherever you go hang out with where you do, and then she goes and starts living with a, <laughs> another man. <laughs> I don't. I'm just trying to figure out the logistics of all this, but okay, fine. And. Uh, it, you know, she, her response to this report has been that, well, Dell's been cheating on me basically the entirety of our marriage while he's in the, in the NBA. That's likely true. That's likely. That's almost 100% true. Which is why we've discussed before. It's like yeah. if you're going to be a professional athlete, just don't get married. <laughs> or get married. and Eventually. <laughs> just get married. Do whatever you want. All right. <laughs> just, and then when your career's over, get serious about your marriage. <laughs> <laughs> well, and then a, a Twitter user... Uh, by name of at Solomon, Missouri went on an epic rant about <laughs> Dell needs to like, not he needs to, whatever needs to happen to, to fix his marriage. He needs to fix it because you don't want to be out here is the thrust of the, the tweet thread. And it, 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 it hits on some high points. He says things like these people are 60% crab leg, 20% iced coffee and 10% vape pen. They're pegging out here. <laughs> You think you want to be out here, but you don't. Out here is different than when you were out here last. I encourage you to check it out. Solomon, Missouri. It's all, right. it's all like two-sentence tweets, and it just goes on and on and on about why you don't want to re-enter the dating pool. Okay. As such, I found us some um, amusing text exchanges between exes. And now, I'm fortunate enough to have done the entirety of my dating before texting was like the primary method of communication. Thank God. Now, as convenient as it is... It also prevented me from ever writing something in a drunken state <laughs> to someone that I was either no longer seeing or perhaps never was seeing or whatever. We did have some drunken. We have drunk drunk dialing. There's there was plenty. There's plenty of drunk dialing in my in my life. But like most things, you can't put really a drunk dial on the internet. That's true. It, <laughs> it has its a shelf life, right? It's generally just between you and then her and then the people she told about the next day like oh my god he dialed me or yeah or someone drunk dialed me and i'm like i told all my friends oh my god she's so drunk she dialed me like but with texting now if you were to drunk text like i just turn and show it to you like look at this shit <laughs> like it's much worse <laughs> or i would take a screenshot of it and put it on twitter <laughs> <laughs> well and the other thing is like you could um, reasonably avoid you could drunk dial unsuccessfully. Sure, right? Yeah. You'd be like I was going to do or say something stupid, and, and you didn't pick up. And right, um, I have enough. I have enough wherewithal not to speak into a recorded machine. Yeah, like <laughs> I don't think I ever left like a crazy drunk voicemail. Maybe on voicemails, like maybe on actual voicemail. I don't know. Anyway, point of the story is for us to read some funny toy okay. texts and laugh about them. All right. So, 
the first one is just being wrong. This guy texts a girl, says, miss getting lost in those blue eyes of yours. And she responds, yeah, my eyes are green. <laughs> and sends a picture. You know, those are blue enough. <laughs> those are hazel eyes. I have the same eyes. They're green on the outside and brown in the middle. Well, there you have it. This one is one of my favorites. This is like a friendly outreach. Like, hey, you know things. And when mm-hmm. even when we were friends, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. We don't know the nature of the breakups, obviously. Right. Gentleman texts, hey, I'm going to Nashville in a few days. Any places I absolutely have to go? In response, hell. <laughs> That's not like you, right? <laughs> yeah, you go to hell. That's where you can go. This is the thing about the missed drunk dial, too, is that, like, you didn't always get a, you didn't get an immediate response, right? It wasn't just sitting there waiting for somebody to think up something witty to just tear you down with. Right. And back in the day, there was, you know, in the, in the far-flung past of my life, well, I mean, there wasn't even, you know, the, the before caller id like they didn't even know right. you called like you would just call right. and then you hang up and they don't know who called right like you could bail you could just guess and yeah, you, you could would, pull a ripcord you know somebody had picked you up wouldn't get <laughs> <caught>. <laughs> well, star nine or whatever now no, then you gotta unplug that phone if you do it <laughs> you gotta hang up and then you gotta reach underneath and you gotta pull pull the cord out because star 69 was around forever yeah yeah you gotta pull the cord out all right <laughs> next how's your day going this is a different circumstance. This is not a breakup, I don't think. Mm. This is, sounds like a, a hookup. So, hey, how's your day going? Likely to reestablish communication. Sure. I could pretend I know who this is, but I'm going to be honest. You're saved in my phone as an eggplant emoji, and I have no clue what your actual human name is. <laughs> <laughs> it's a nice compliment. De- yeah. I mean, the dehumanization of you is fine, but it's like, uh, yeah. It's like, well, I mean, there are a lot of worse things you can be than the eggplant emoji. <laughs> yes. Right? Right. I mean, that's that's not a bad deal. I'd take that. <laughs> I'm fine with that one. I'll allow it. This is a bit of a non sequitur. Well, it's not a non sequitur, but it's a tangent, rather. I did see somebody say they'll, they'll never tire of texting strangers. That's it. From, from this day forth, I don't, I don't, we don't know each other anymore. Mm. And the stranger inevitably replies, who is this? And then you reply, very good. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. All right, here we go. Uh, I want the engagement ring back also. I'm sure you have things you want as well. I don't want to make this a drawn-out process, so let me know how I can get involved. The quicker this gets done, the better, for both our sakes, emotionally and physically. You have the last six years of my life. Can I have those back? (laughs) This brings up a really interesting point about the engagement ring. (laughs) Whose property is the engagement ring? I've given it to you. It's a gift. That's not now. Really let's what say it is. okay. Hang on a second. Hang it's on not a, a gift. It's not. It's a contract. <laughs> but then, what if I, as the dude, f it up, and she's got oh, she's got the ring? Possessions nine tenths of the law. That ring is hers. She could go do whatever. She can take it down, sell it, do whatever she wants with that. Is her ring? Don't now, get me she, wrong. I'm not a. I'm she, not a ring back person unless it's like no. Like you cheated on me, and and or, right. or no, if no. You as, as you, if you as the as, if you as the woman ended the engagement, I would like my ring back. Yes, you should. If yes, if you as the woman ended the without any sort of misdoings by the correct. By the, let's by assume the, by there the, was no agreed let's just upon say, boundary. Let's just say like uh, six months from there, you're planning the wedding. She's like, I really can't go through with this. I really don't want to get married to you. Yes, you should give the ring back. But if the dude's like. 
you know, banging every chick from here to the state line. And then you catch him and you say, I'm not marrying you because you're a terrible person. Don't give the ring back. That ring is yours. That ring is yours now. Yeah, That's sell it immediately before there can be any right. <laughs> legal action. It's like, I'd, like, I'd like that ring back. So like, you really? You you do? Do we have Depends. precedent on this? Has there been like, is there settled law on, on the... I don't know. There, I, I'm sure there is. I'm sure there's press, legal precedent on whose ring is whose. But. All right, next we have, hey, haha, I'm sorry I saved your name as waste of time in my phone, and now I can't remember who this is. <laughs> Response, understandable. <laughs> understandable. <laughs> good yeah, take least, the l and just yeah, move on right there's sometimes where you just have to like as a guy like when you're out and circulating and you're trying to date like sometimes you'll you'll start talking to a girl and you know and she wants nothing to do with you and it's obvious it's just mm-hmm. take the l just uh, just walk off like and you see it happen in bars like be like oh dude please bail it's this is no good stop you're killing me yeah. like some dude like down don't, the way yeah don't press on yeah it's like dude you're killing me you need to back away back go away leave that poor woman alone this is not a snowstorm on the oregon trail no. <laughs> turn the wagon around just walk off kill all right me. next next we have i miss you come back to me where are you my apartment Go to the window. I'm here. Jump. <laughs> Good. That's a, that's a nice one. I like that. Yeah. You know, I, I guess now I wish I, I honestly, I never really, I don't think I had girls that pined for me. This wasn't like a mm. thing I experienced. So I didn't, this is, I mean, I, I'm assuming, and it does seem in the context that most of these are the guys reaching out based on the, the types of messages we're looking at mm-hmm. here. I can only remember one time when a girl like called me in the middle of the night in like a fit, angry, I didn't do anything wrong. I'm sure you didn't. <laughs> I didn't. I saved us both a lot of trouble. Okay. Right. We've been dating for a couple of weeks. She wanted to get more serious. And I said, yeah, no. And she didn't like that. Yeah. Fair. Look, but just <laughs> that being said, yes, it, these, the, most of these seem like guys chasing girls and girls coming up with excellent material for this, for this bit. But the, um, but yes, there, but the, here's the thing, because guys are, guys will let you come back if you're a girl. Right. <laughs> if a girl texts a dude that, you know, that, that, that maybe you hooked up with like a month ago and you're like, hey, what are you up to? He's probably like, nothing. Come on over. You know, pretty much. Pretty much. I mean, it's just, unless, unless he's got a girl sitting right next to him at that very moment. Most single dudes would be like, uh, yeah, come on by. For sure. I think there's definitely a dynamic that exists where a man feels like that is familiar territory and therefore it will be easier to navigate. Right. Right. But let's wrap. Anyway. So anyway, for you people, younger people, maybe listening to our podcast or single people, if you've never had to break up with a person face to face, You've you haven't lived. You're a bad person. You should you should break up with people, especially if you've had an actual relationship with them. Like hookups are different, but if you had actually had a relationship with somebody, like don't break up with them over the phone or a text. Oh God, just break up with them like an adult, like face to face. You'll it, you'll be you'll feel better about it. Well, I wanted to finish with this one because right. this one killed me. I still want you. I know. 
<laughs> Are you sure there's no hope for us? It's your wedding day. You're drunk. Stop texting oh. me. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, Jesus. That's, that's, that's terrible. Oh, Lord. Yeah, that's the person making a lot of bad decisions about their life. Yeah, that's a... <laughs> that is a that's a movie that's a that's that's terrible it's four weddings and a funeral remember he's like getting married the last yeah, thing don't do that don't do that there's another one like that too this is like basically the exact same thing it's not even drunk it's just are you sure there's no I'm gonna ask her to marry me are you sure there's no hope for us <laughs> <laughs> that poor other woman yeah man I feel bad for her that's guys are the worst ter- oh terrible Let's go to segment three. All right. In segment three, the English language is ever evolving. And somebody on Twitter started a thread earlier this month that said, what word means something totally different now than it did when you were a kid? Um, I'll go first. Mm -hmm. Snatched. And now obviously snatched when we were just younger meant to grab something quickly. Right. Now it somehow means to like look good. Really? Mm-hmm. Is that what the kids say? Yes. Like, you're looking snatched. Is a thing people will say about getting ready, like, to, with their fits. Who talks with their like fits. this? I, I've, <laughs> never, I've never heard. So, the, 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 so, I have a teenager in the house. Yes. And I don't think she's particularly hip. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think she's particularly cool. Well. But, 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 so, you know, she's, ob- she, she, she refers a lot to the fit. Yes. Check the fit. For sure. This fit is fire. Yes. Right? Yeah. This is, I mean, these are. Yeah, she sounds like me. Thi- so that means she's not cool. <laughs> right? Like, I don't think she's ever said snatched. Well, I mean, at, what happens on the snatched. internet is that because people, there's no social barriers, really. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of slang is AAVE or African American Vernacular English. Sure. And so a lot of things won't be familiar to you or I via natural osmosis mm-hmm. because we don't run in those circles. But on the right. internet, it all becomes melded together. And in fact, I, I yeah. sense there's, I actually sense quite a bit of resentment with regard to sort of the, the white teenage adoption of, of sure. certain well, types of culture. Sure. Well, hip hop culture drives this whole, this, 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 because. Because hip hop artists are always trying to find new ways of referring to things that right. people have not, so they're 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 actually making fetch happen every day. <laughs> That's right. Right. Well, like we discussed Glizzy at the yes. golf course earlier this summer, <laughs> and you're like, Glizzy, what's a Glizzy? And I said, it's a hot dog. And it really comes back to being referred to uh, as a, a, a Glock. It was referred. It was it was originally in a, a reference to a gun in a rap uh-huh. song. And then yeah. somehow it became to be hot dogs. And then now also, it because that's it's a hot a dog, it's also a penis. <laughs> Evol- that's the evolution of the glizzy. Right. So, so yeah, so that makes sense to me. It's, it's sort of like hip-hop culture's version of being a, um, what, is the, uh, what is the English uh, cockney? Mm-hmm. Like, all the cockney words mean nothing. They just like it sounds like this, and then right. it says this, and then and now I've made this word mean three. It's like triple referenced, right? Like unless you live there, you have no idea what what that is. And I have no, and I'm not nearly cool enough to know what snatched is. <laughs> well, the first reply is somebody going tranny. 
It used to be transmission in your car. It's like, Jesus Christ. Well, true? I know, but it's just like, that's the first reply on the thread. It's like, internet is just a horrid place. Yeah. The, um, so, also, um, there's a lot of reference these days to tea. Like, uh, as in oh, gossip. Oh, yeah, so you're spilling the tea. Yes. Spilling the tea. You're, you've, let me spill this tea. Yeah. So, I mean, so that's, uh, uh, again, I'm not cool enough to, like, ask people to spill the tea. Because we just, back in the day, what was it? We just say spill it. Spill the beans. Right. We would spill beans. Why was it the beans? I don't know. Because I don't know. It was a bag of beans. Spill the beans. The tea came from none of my business, the meme. Drinking oh, okay. tea. It's none the of my business. Kermit, the Kermit. <laughs> I couldn't tell about that. I, I don't ask me for the genesis, like how, whether, which, what came first. But the reference, mm-hmm. the references to, is yeah. I'm mining I'm mining my business, but like, we'll spill the tea. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not going to tell you. Um, I want to make it crystal clear that I didn't get a chance to finish my thought on the oh. offensive language that I just used on the podcast. <laughs> that I w- didn't want that to be mistaken as it used to mean transmission and now it means something else. No, it's it was a pejorative term, short for another word that's already outmoded language. And I just want to make sure folks know that I'm aware of that and would not use that in casual conversation. Now we can move on. Noted. Noted. <laughs> Noted. Um, the, uh, what, so um, the, lit. Lit is very. I mean, I think lit is cooled down. Like, I don't. I don't hear people say lit so much anymore. It's just that's standard slang. I I don't ever remember a time where saying that it's lit didn't have. I mean, it, it was basically mean drunk. Right. And yeah, so when we you went say, out last night and got lit, yeah. And so then like, if you just transpose it to mean the time out, like to me that was always very like a natural transition. We went. Right. It was lit. Right? right. In the sense that it was a great time. And then, and then the then when the uncool people started to throw the fam on there, oh no! You know, the this is lit fam. Oh god, that's terrible. Hey, this party is lit fam. You're, you're hurting my <laughs> heart. <laughs> I'd love to do that to my daughter too. To walk in and say it in the most square way as possible. Like I always think. Remember, remember how Kilborn used to deliver those hilarious, like the whitest version of of hip hop slang. And it was always hilarious because he did it. He just embraced the like the wild whiteness of it. You have like you can't do, do it any like other way, do, right? Uh, yeah, I mean, I have no access to it. I have no access to it other than that. And it's funny because my daughter, I get the same reaction from her that I did for you. She's like, "Will you please stop?" This one, this person says, "Hooked up, hook up, hooked, or hooked up." Hooked. And it, when I was growing up, that meant like physical contact like it meant at least some sort of like genital contact <laughs> <laughs> a hookup yes because you have to hook up right right there has to be some hooking uh, that that's what some, i understood yes right tab a slot b <laughs> kind of a kind of hooked up the whole thing's like an extension cord right right find a place to plug it in I tend to use, I tend to go the other way. I used to just say, I used, I say make out for everything. <laughs> just covering your tracks? Yeah. That's like, oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. I totally made out with that girl. And that's, that's, that, you know, that's what I mean. Like, it's like, hey, when I was young, we used to go out and look, look, find out, find girls who will make out with us. Did you ever live in a place where flip flops were called thongs? Yes. Me too. Yeah. I don't, yeah. I mean, and then Cisco ruined it for everyone. <laughs> well, it wasn't just him. I, I just like saying Cisco. <laughs> a 
of course, literally comes up, says literally, I literally don't know what it means anymore. Literally has been ruined. That's a, that's a, that's, you know, I've, I'm literally, I'm literally on this, this fit is literally on fire. (laughs) It's literal fire. (laughs) Dope. Now I don't feel like dope has evolved so much as it's always had 13, 13 meanings. Yes. It's contextual. Yes. Dope. A dope was a, like a, like a, you know, an unintelligent person. Right. Or just kind of a, you know, and then, dopey is one of the dwarves. And then we dopey. call weed dope because it makes you a dope. Right. That was the pejorative. And then, but then I didn't ever really understand how heroin was called dope. That seemed a little bit much. <laughs> and then dope became like a, a blanket term for drugs. Right. And then, and then all of a sudden, I don't know who turned it around, but like, whoa, that's, that's dope. And then, I don't know, then all of a sudden, again, the hip hop culture took dope. And took it in a completely different direction, which is the way we think about it now. And that's dope. And now artists just name themselves after drugs. That's what Doja Cat means. Doja is just What's another, it's a slang word for marijuana. Oh, yeah? Mm-hmm. There's a shocker. She's <laughs> <laughs> the weed cat. We've been, we've, been making up, we've been making up slang words for marijuana since marijuana was discovered. Yeah. yeah there's there's no, no shortage. <laughs> It'll be something else next year. I also learned that people in the South call um, a beanie a toboggan. A what? They call it a toboggan. And this is what makes me wonder, like, how much of this, if it's not sort of just appropriation of AVE, is people not really knowing what words mean and then just using them to describe (laughs) something else. (laughs) Right? Like, I'm from the South. I've never really seen snow. I have this vague idea that there's... That toboggan has something to do with being in the snow. I call your <laughs> beanie hat a toboggan for some reason because I can't come up with the right word. Somebody laughs. Somebody else starts doing it because it's funny. And then within, I mean, you know, college works in the dorm. If, yeah. if people like it, it's going to be used immediately and broadly across the campus within weeks. Yes. Yeah. And yeah, I don't, I don't think I've ever heard of a beanie referred to as a toboggan. You know, our Canadian friends would just call it a toque. Right. That's my favorite Scrabble word, by the way. Toque? Yeah, because it's seven letters long and it has the Q in it. <laughs> and people are always like, that's not a word. I'm like, you want to challenge it? Look it up. <laughs> well, it's not look it up because that's my favorite Scrabble rule. Yeah. I, my, my wife actually hates playing with me because I'll play a word that I'm relatively certain is in the dictionary. <laughs> and then I'm like, yeah. what oh, do you want to challenge it? I don't, do, I don't do it anymore because I feel like mm-hmm. if I'm not certain, then I yeah. shouldn't be playing them. You cannot play lit fam. And you're on, Stop and saying just... that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That's a. That's a. Did you ever saying... understand why people started saying things were cool or off the hook? Or off the hook, off the chain. So off, off the, the chain hook? made sense to me. That was sort of like you let a dog run wild. Like at least, I, I mean, again, I don't actually know because this is back right. when. Language, I didn't have like a, a fundamental understanding of where slang came from, like I do now. Like I can go find out the, the, the origins right. of something. But back in That's the day, the it was hook. much yeah. Like why would it be off the hook? I don't know. A fish? Did it escape? Or was it a telephone Maybe. reference? Or was it a? I'm putting on my coat to go out. Mm. <laughs> so I'm now it's off the hook. Yes. This this jacket is now off the hook. My fit. Know. My fit is off the hook. My fit. My fit is literal fire. This is maybe the oldest old man segment we've ever done. It's very old man. I like it, though, because 
I like talking about this stuff because I yeah, it's fun to not get it, and it's supposed <laughs> to be like that. That a whole generation is supposed to have their own vernacular. Like we had our own vernacular. You had your own vernacular because you're ten years younger than I am. Yeah, I could I could barely access yours. I definitely can't access the current group and it's supposed to be like that. It is the natural way of things. Like, you know, people who are 20 years from me, like use groovy, like, you know, <laughs> I mean, unironically, right. Has groovy. I was like, you just have to watch reruns of the Brady bunch. People like that's groovy. <laughs> it's like, oh, brutal. But it's not supposed to be. It's the way of things. Well, let's move on so we can feel better about ourselves. Because that's it All for right. our regular segments. You don't have to Are you stupid or something? Are you crazy? Or just plain stupid? Are you stupid or something? Stupid is, stupid does, sir. It's the stupidest things ever said. What? Well, the first one comes from football analyst Daryl Johnston covering a Philadelphia-Houston game. Moose Johnston. Moose. That's just a very decisive decision. I'm going to offend. I'm going to defend Moose here because I know what he means because every decision is a decision, but being decisive Uh and making a decision are not the same things. That's true. He made a very, how would you, how would you fix that? He was very decisive. Yes. It's just, it's, it's just poorly constructed, but it's not stupid. Right. The meaning is there. It's real. Yeah. All right. Subtitles on films. These are in brackets as they would appear in subtitles. They are motion. Mm-hmm. Hair trembles with emotion. <laughs>, Laughs with sorrow in Spanish. <laughs> Can you, do you need to caption laughing? <laughs> emotion is not something that needs to be translated generally. Right. Maybe if it's like a Russian person, it's like this is him laughing. Like laughs oh. in Russian. Laughs in Russian. Perhaps. 911 operator, what's your emergency? Caller, I'd like to report a robbery. I was just over at the Wendy's drive-thru where I ordered a double. While I got home and I found out they gave me a single, I want you to send the police out to arrest them for theft of a hamburger patty. <laughs> you know, they'll correct that if you just, like, go back. That's why you gotta look in the bag before you drive away, fool. Even though you, you still wouldn't know it was a double, not a single. Fair enough. Or a single, not a double. It depends on the restaurant, right? There are places where I'm like, I'm opening all of the items. <laughs> like or like I've been here enough times I know. Mm-hmm. Here's Ben Carson, famed politician and neurosurgeon, Dr. Ben Carson. Mm-hmm. Somehow, no one is ever better off with dictators, but there comes a time, you know, when you're on an airplane, they always say in case of emergency, oxygen masks will drop down. Put yours on first and then administer help to your neighbor. We need oxygen right now. <laughs> That's a that's a long, confusing way to go. Also, your the goal was to justify like autocracy somehow. <laughs> you have to do what you have to do Get when the oxygen day. tanks come down. You wouldn't Take do that if first. it wasn't an autocratic rule on the airplane. <laughs> Indian politician Rahul Gandhi: Politics is everywhere. It's in your shirt. It's in your pants. Uh, amen to that, brother. <laughs> Again. <laughs> I know what he's going for here. He's literally <laughs> correct. Whatever you're wearing was produced by someone who was set up by someone who employs people and everything mm-hmm. is politics. Right. Nothing exists that didn't have some sort of political ramification that brought it to bear. Somebody. To... Correct. Yeah. Yeah. And it's in your pants. It's in your pants. 
Keep your politics <laughs> in your pants. <laughs> okay. Listed on resumes. Uh, here we go. Skills. Able to take an early or late lunch. <laughs> Proficient in friendly eye contact. Mm. I'm so bad at this now that I haven't had to see anybody face to face for a year and a half. Right. You, I get around people and I'm like, oh, oh, you're God. not perfect. <laughs> you're not proficient in friendly eye contact anymore. anymore. I never really you better, was. You better, you better take that off your resume then. <laughs> Can eat gluten. Can. Excellent. Pizza, pizza Fridays. I'm in. Yeah. I can eat that either early or late too, by the way. And finally, tech support. Remember, the new password you create must contain at least one letter and at least one number. A number two? How am I supposed to remember that? My suggestion would be to just choose a word, then put the number one at the end of it. I'm never going to remember that. Can I use two numbers? Yes, as long as you have at least one number. Wait, I have another question. Can I use three numbers? (laughs) At least one number was not registering. By the by, my company that I work for has now, instead of going to eight characters, which includes at least one cap, one number, or symbol, Mm -hmm. eight characters, that lasts for 180 days, six months. Mm -hmm. Okay. We are going to 15 character password that lasts for two years. Mm. (laughs) 15 character password. Don't you have two-factor authentication? Yeah, no. You don't have to use MFA to get into your stuff? Into your laptop? Just to log into the domain? Mm -hmm. No. No? Oh. But it's going to be... But I'm luckily, I haven't had to renew my password yet, Because, but the next time I have to renew it, 15 characters, at least one cap, (laughs) number, and... It's basically going to be my my password twice, is basically what it's going to be. Just pick a sentence. Pick a yeah. short sentence and add a number at the end. Ty has Junior Santa Claus hair. One, two, three, four, five. Twenty-five. <laughs> Twelve, twenty-five. One, two, two, five at the end. Let's go to the overtime. Overtime. All right, in the overtime, I came across some conflict resolution. Uh, the things I do for this podcast. You know how much spam I have to wade through now because I've signed up for like these different things to like you know, kind of get access to the weird corners of the internet and like get notified mm-hmm. about stuff so that I have, we have material to work from. Um, but anyway, I got this from Quora because I get Quora, oh. I get Quora emails now. Oh, that's my life. Yeah. <laughs> so the subject is how do I win an argument with someone who will never admit that he's wrong? And you know, there's a lot of this going around these days. Sure. You might find yourself in a conversation. It's not unreasonable to think that you might find yourself in a very normal conversation that suddenly turns real weird And someone that you're speaking to can't be convinced even with factual evidence presented to them. This is what the person says. My dad taught me this trick when I would fight with my older sister growing up. At the climax of the argument, I would say in my most calm and collected tone, you know what? Maybe you're right. And start walking away. My dad would say that to my mom in their arguments. And I don't know if it's just the women in my family, but that would just drive my mom and sister absolutely insane. (laughs) No shit. Insincere capitulation is the most insulting thing you can do to somebody. Oh, yeah, you're right. Okay, bye. Good call. Yeah. yeah. You know what? Maybe you're right. I love that he says that this is how you win an argument with someone. Yeah, this is a trick. This is a trick on how you win arguments. 
<laughs> you just walk away. You might as well just say you're too dumb to have this argument with and then walk away. It's the same thing. It's like, I, I'm tired of talking to you. This is That's another good one. It's like, I'm tired of talking to you. I'm Goodbye. really bad at going, if you say so. Okay. <laughs> if you say so. Okay. Yeah. And, you know, these are... Like sometimes if you're having a heated discussion with, you know, your significant other, you know, sometimes you just have to ask, are you asking me or are you telling me? Yeah. Because you can do both. You can tell me to do it and I'll do it. <laughs> you don't have to convince me it's the right thing to do, but are you asking me or are you telling me? Right. Because if you're asking me, I will tell you that perhaps if we did, you know, instead of doing ABC, we do it ACB and that would be better for me personally. Okay. But if you're telling me, I'll do it. I'll do it the way you want me to do it. I have a whole sequence of phrases that that I use early in the process because I don't. I don't want to argue. Whatever. No, Whatever. I, I, dumb as I don't want to argue either. That's the last right. thing I want to do. Uh, I've, I've learned to say. I'm trying to think of how exactly I say it. I believe you, but I don't remember it that way. <laughs> 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 right that's better than well if you say so <laughs> that's only like, once i can't take it anymore right, right it's like okay i believe you i believe you i believe i know this i believe you i believe you it's fine i believe you i do like the idea of having an actual argument where you're like laying out your case right this is mm. this and this no it's this and that and this and that and then just ending it by going you know what maybe you're right <laughs> just abandoning your print, like just abandoning your position altogether. So there is something to be said for that. I don't right. think I would deploy it in an argument with my wife. Like this gentleman no. is discussing. I think that maybe right. arguing with another man, I might do that. You know, again, there's, there's only, there's only a certain amount of energy I'll put into an argument with strangers. Yeah. I guess it has actually has nothing to do with gender. Just and then nobody friends. I cared about. <laughs> right. Yeah. If I don't care about you, I'm not going to argue with you. I'll right. be like, fine. Now, please go away. Leave me alone. I mean, this is why they always say you fight with the people you love because those are the people that, you know, you, you'd be willing to have a, a, a debate with or an, an argument with. Like, if I didn't care about you, I wouldn't argue with you. Right. <laughs> I mean, what's the point? You know, maybe you're right. Yeah, I mean, because when you're in a relationship of any kind, you're sort of ostensibly supposed to care about each other's feelings beyond just the transactional nature of human relationships. Right. And so if you are behaving a certain way, it's kind of like, Hey, are you doing something to me? Are you being inconsiderate to me? And you're supposed we're supposed to have a mutually agreed upon caring relationship. Yeah. 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 And that's, and that's the thing, right? You're, 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 you're more interested in the sort of the more of the why. Right. Like on the on the surface, like you can have a surface argument with like strangers and like friends, friends, you know, like kind of kind of a thing. But when you're talking about somebody like a family member or your wife or whatever, you want to like you're mad. I want to really know why you're mad. <laughs> like under what's 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 below the surface of this argument because there's obviously something there. Yeah. It really and depends so on what you're arguing about because yeah, there are many times where it's it's like you've known me for 15 years. When have I not been a thoughtless idiot in the way that I speak? Right. <laughs> I mean, look, you're right, but shouldn't you expect it by now? <laughs> right. That's fair. Yeah. All right. So maybe this has pl- a place, but the, the way this man describes it, 
Seems yeah, that's like, not a that. Hey, my dad taught me a trick that that hey, wins you, every fight. Your dad <laughs> wins an every argument to your mom. That's what we learned. <laughs> all right, that's our show. Be kind to your loved ones and your friends, and our thanks to all of you for listening to the Two on Three Pod, where we do our best to fit both your brains and ours with bespoke new ideas. Subscribe, review, tell your friends and your enemies, and meet us here next week. Or just me, because Chris is going somewhere else again. For more pop culture, life strategies, and existentialism. But until then, lit fam. <laughs>